Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Greetings and salutations, my fellow league mates, friends, and loyal listeners. It's your boy, Z Riggs, aka Mr. All Trading to you, aka Cis Male Super Sirs, with the pronouns he and him. And you are now listening to the I love the game. I love the hustle, man. The I love the game. I love the hustle, man. Fantasy Football Weekly Podcast. Today is October 21st, Thursday. The start of NFL Week 7 begins tonight as the Denver Broncos take on the Cleveland Doodoo Browns with Case Keenum at the helm. We just finished week six, and what a week it was with the previous two-time winner of the week going back to his natural state as the jabroni in a flash. Zach Kowaleski's team, Birdfur, was plucked of almost every one of its, well, fur uh, with a lowly score of 85 points. There were teams that didn't even get their lineup set that outscored them. Last week was the last of the London games this year, but next year I'll be expecting even three possible tea and crumpets games with the potential for even a schnitzel, eggs, and kegs game in Deutschland. Meanwhile, while Zach was being the jabroni, Matt Peters' awful waffles Went back to Belgium and got its mix and uh, even picked up some maple syrup on its way back to the mainland with a high score of 182 points. Matt's team, led by Kyler Murray, is looking like a true competitor after a tough year last year and even a tough first few weeks of this season. Looking at week seven in matchups, we've got... The male super sir is going up against Stye's guys as he tries to make through this tough schedule without his number one, the most expensive drafted player, Christian McCaffrey. Stye's guys, I've offered you a trade for Christian McCaffrey to change your luck. Just waiting on you to accept, bud. Computer chips are going against the, the Girthmeister. Girthmeister just accepted a trade, so he uh, won't be able to take advantage of that this week. But uh, we've got computer chips using Tua Tagovailoa to go up against Jalen Hurts. Big matchup here as we have two teams battling for playoff spots. Bobby, I believe, is 4-2 and two with Team Girth, 3-3. Three and three. Bobby waiting for Robert Woods to have another good week while the Girthmeister is hoping that TJ Hawkinson can relive some of his early season glory. Team Rocket, who also had a trade this week, is going up against that spicy marinara. Uh, the battle of no one wants you quarterback, Sam Donald versus Daniel Jones. Um, this looks like a low-scoring week, and it's going to be a low-scoring week across the board with the buys hitting hard in Week 7. we got a lot of, lot of really good teams with a lot of really good talent um, that are out this week. Coming off the head, I can think the Bills are out. So no Josh Allen, no Diggs, Cowboys, no Dak, no CeeDee, no Zeke. Um, 
Steelers, not a really a good team, but no Deontay, no Claypool, no Najee, the Vikings, um, and a few other teams as well, all out. Team TY is trying to change his unfortunate luck of, re- of recents um, going up against the Juice. It's currently looking like a, a pretty low-scoring side for Team TY, while the Juice has one of the highest projected scores of, of the week with David Carr leading the way for for the Juice. You know, the Juice, his team is kind of just like the Las Vegas Raiders, full of low-key bigotry and racism and just guys that like to show up to work without complaining. Um, led by the uh, surprise Lenny Fournette, who has been playing well. He's got Mo Ali Cox, which is just a – Nick trying to embody a way bigger, larger black man, which is what Lauren wants him for him. Um, going on to team built different is going against the butcher coming. So we got Alex North going up against Josh. This is going to be an interesting game. Um, we're just really hoping that Alex sets his lineup. He's got a tough buys with Najee and Amari Cooper and, uh, COVID Cole Beasley out. Um, we're also hoping, uh, the Butcher also gets his lineup set with Marvin Jones there on by. looks like the Jaguars are out as well. Team Birdfur, last um, but not least, is going up against Awful Waffle, the battle of the Jabroni versus the winner of the week in a projected score. Um, and speaking of Team Birdfur, we've already got the backstory on the name. Uh, we're now going to get a little backstory on his little trade processes and thoughts of his team. Team Birdfur has made two trades this week. Um, one that I, uh, you know, I think is a is a good trade on both sides. The other one I, I'm a little bit skeptical of. And we're going to get Team Birdfur, Zach Kowaleski here to, to talk about that. Um, so, again, we uh, we don't veto trades here unless we have eyes or thoughts of or true evidence of pure collusion. But this was one of those head scratchers for me personally. Um as I, I was engaged in trade talks as well for what I viewed as much better players. And uh, then I saw something come in the lines. Um, so we had Team Bird for a trade RB, I believe, three uh, of, the, of the year to the Girth Meister himself, Kevin Booker, for Debo Samuel and the rookie Michael Carter, I believe is his name. Um, I'll double check on that. Um, big trade uh, caused uh, some waves. The group meeting has been pretty quiet, but excited to hear Zach's thoughts on the trade and also um, his upcoming matchup with the winner of the week, Awful Waffle, Matt Peters. Going to get Zach here in, in a second. Before we bring Zach on, I want to give a quick recap of what's going on with week seven, where we all stand in the league. Um, I think that's going to help quite set the stage for the bird for himself, Zach Kowaleski. So sitting at the top of the standings is that cis male super sirs got lucky with the Cooper cup draft as we know. Um, but at four and two, we have five teams at four and two, and I'm just the, the high scorer of them all, but also at four and two, we've got rigatoni spicy marinara. That's Anthony Riggins. We've got team rocket with Jake Kowaleski computer chips with Bobby Chipman out there in LA and the butcher coming Josh Hollis out in ATL. 
five teams at four and two. It is a log jam all the way to the top. And uh, even at three and three, we've got um, some fighting going on with one, two, three, four teams at three and three. And if you all remember, we only have 16 make the playoffs. The top two seeds get a bye. So it is a fight. We have a competitive league and Alex North. And, you know, we are just glad to uh, to to get together and fight and compete against our teammates at three and three. We have awful waffle as the higher score, highest scoring of them of the three and threes. That's Matt Peters, Todd Gerthy, Kevin Booker, also three and three. Then three and three in eighth place. Also, again, at three and three is Team Bird for in currently in eighth place. And then in ninth at three and three is the Juice. So nine guys with a 500 or better record fighting for the last. Um, for six spots in the playoffs and and I would not put out team TY Styles guys and I'm probably going to guess Bill Different is not going to compete but that's just cuz he's built different we don't we don't understand exactly what goes into the mind of the um you know the 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 engineer um that is Alex Xander Swag Xander North um so team TY the only team at team at 2 and 4 and it looks like ESPN does put together a playoff percentage um, kind of projection as well. Um, so team built different is only at 1%. And, uh, you know, when you go to contrarian, sometimes it just does not really work out for you. But without further ado, um, we are going to bring on our second guest of the podcast of I Love the Game, I Love the Hustle. Zach Kowaleski, team verb, team verb fur is here. Coo-coo! Zach Kowaleski, say what's up, man. What's up, y'all? Yeah, excited to be here, be on the uh, the uh, Love the Game of the Hustle podcast. Appreciate it, man. Thanks again for hopping on. You know, we we we've been working on trying to get other guests and have had interest in. And Zach has followed through with actually showing up to the studio here at five five oh six Sherwood here in Roland Park next to our park where the real hustlers go down. Hustlers go down. What also went down this week are two trades. Um, Zach, you brought in two trades, and I think, I, you know, I can sense the urgency um, in your team. This year, we get not only um, two games in London town, but we also get just a it's completely extra game. So hopefully everyone else is, is taking that into account when starting to look at win-loss records and things of that nature. Um, we also have buys that are going all the way up to week, I believe, 14 this year, um, which is just a lot different. Zach's trying to get ahead of the game um, with these buys, and I think that had something to do with with his trade. Um, but, Zach, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, you were definitely worried about how competitive the league was and, was trying to get the the best offer out there. And, and, and you know, I've, I've said it. I'm not sure. I, I think you, you took the best offer. But tell me a little bit about your trade and, and the thought process behind Austin Eckler for Debo Samuel, uh, Don't Snatch Your Chain, and Michael Carter, the rookie running back. And correct me if it's not even Michael Carter over on the Jets. You know, I don't pay too much attention to those teams. Well, yeah. So uh, I, I do agree that Booker definitely got the better player, but – Looking at five teams that are four and two, and then four teams that are three and three. 
Um, I feel like this was a move to kind of fight for that playoff spot. I mean, I'm trading for two players. I already had their bye week. One of them is a top 10 receiver in my eyes. It could potentially be a top five, depending on how the season ends. And then you have Michael Carter, who is getting more of the snaps down the road. Like I'm hoping that continues. So I'm taking a gamble on that, but it's obviously the Jets. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty much my line of thinking. I'm trying to fight for that playoff spot. Um, I think I'll get – I think I have a better chance to beat Awful Waffle this week with another 3-3 three and three team. Um, Todd, or Todd Gerthy is playing uh, Computer Chips, who I feel like taking some stars away from him where he has to start Gaskin. He has a chance to kind of – lose against them and that gives me a better chance to fight for that spot. Yeah, no, I I I think what you're hearing is, is Zach is is trying to be two steps ahead of the game. Um and we will all wait to see if if that works out. You know, I, I question um his valuation of, of Debo Samuel, but heck, we uh all have our own thoughts of of players and only time will tell. Now speaking of thoughts of, of players Zach, I don't know about you, but I, I see Justin Jefferson um, as a as a better fantasy a- asset than than Debo Samuel, and my hopes were, was actually to package something with him into getting uh, into taking a chance at maybe not even Austin Eckler, but but Nick Chubb. Um, Zach, you you saying you think that Debo Samuel is a better fantasy player in 2021 than Justin Jefferson out of the Vikings? I definitely uh, think he's going to have a better year when it comes down to it. And I, part of the reason why I traded for him because he definitely had that buy. I don't think the Vikings have had their buy yet. I think it's they're on their buy right now. Um, I wanted a player that can play this week, and that's kind of why I kind of reached for reached out for that trade to Booker. Cool. Yeah. No. I mean that that's true. Again, um, we do get an extra extra game this year so we'll we'll find out um how, what these stats look like at the end of the year but here i am at this point saying that jefferson jefferson is going to outscore debo samuel and the year and would like to challenge you to a fantasy bet i will do that bet we've done some bets in the past zach and i never on a pod before um one time the loser had to eat a dog biscuit the other time the loser just had to buy coffee um all the memories that are coming back to me right now end up with Zach Kowalewski actually being a loser, but I'm sure there's one that I'm forgetting. Um, Zach, what do you want this bet to be? I mean, we can do a dog biscuit and dip it into the coffee. Dog biscuit and coffee. I ain't never scared, um, but I don't have any dog biscuits at the time. So if that doesn't happen, I guess one of us is going to have to go out and buy that dog biscuit. Wait and see folks. Um, Zach, uh, that's enough talking about the trade. Tell me a little about your matchup this week um, and uh, what you're expecting to happen for your team and where you see your team finishing um, this season. Um, I'm obviously uh, playing uh, off a waffle this week. I have a couple buys, but he does as well. I think I have the overall better lineup um, coming into the week with the players that I have. I think I can pull out that dub. Um, as for towards the end of the, or towards the, end of the season, I think it could have finished between fourth and sixth seed with how uh, how everything's looking with how most of my teams already had to buy after this week. Again, a reoccurring topic is the bye week coming from a suspect guy that loves and sync bye 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 and has also been uh, accused of using different pronouns. Zach Kowalewski, thank you for hopping on. That is going to do it for today's pod. I wish y'all the best of luck. Tune in to Case Keenum going up against the Denver Broncos. I'm hoping Von Miller 
returns and get some sacks um, and the, the Broncos win. If I was to guess uh, a fantasy winner, it's probably going to be the defense because this game is an ugly Thursday game. Good luck this week. Thank you all. And bye.